Hello, Bizzlecast listeners. This is Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Welcome to Addendum A to Bizzlecast 8. I haven't done appendices before, or in this case, an addendum, um, mostly because I haven't felt the need to, but the more topics I cover, I try and do as much research as I can beforehand. Never talk about movies or books or television shows that I haven't watched or read, but you can only fit in so many TV shows and movies when it comes to rewatches. So, you know, for a two-hour Terminator podcast, I think I did pretty well. But there are a few corrections or edits I would like to make just to supplement that podcast as I am actively going back and rewatching the Terminator movies and actually remember quite a bit of the, you know, more dramatic and graphic stuff, but some of the obvious things I uh, just forgot over the years, just really quickly, and this is just a straight New York Times style correction. For some reason, I had it in my head that Terminator 2 was in 1995, and didn't really make sense in my head when I was doing the podcast and said it was the first rated R movie I ever saw. I would have been 14 uh, when the movie was out, maybe close to 15 when it came out on video, and so it makes much more sense that it came out in 1991. I probably saw it on video in 92 at my friend's, the Lawson's house, childhood friend's, on what was then considered a big-ass screen, and it was awesome. But, yeah, 1991, not 1995, and so I'll have to uh, recalibrate the time jump between Terminator 2 and uh, the Sarakata Chronicles, and I suppose Terminator Genesis. I hope that movie just answers some questions, and then opens a whole Pandora's box of new questions to leave us with. The main correction, or just edit, or um, just second level analysis, a lot of things that I oversimplified a bit in the name of the podcast, but thought it was important to go back and clarify, has to do, of course, with the time travel. (laughs) The time travel in each of the four movies individually, but also some connections between the movies that uh, are much more clear when you watch them together much later and, you know, form some of the cooler parts of some of the less cool movies like Salvation. The central time travel story device in all the Terminators involves, as I said, John creating John. John Connor creating John Connor by sending back Kyle Reese, who we think both of them don't know what's going to happen, and what's going to happen is that Kyle's going to impregnate Sarah Connor, who he's sworn to protect, end up becoming John Connor's father, and when I talked about this in the time loop section, I said that even if it was the case that John did not know what would happen. As soon as the first time loop change occurred, he would know and would therefore know every future time loop or timeline and would have to send Kyle Reese back. You know, the first movie really does a great job of of teasing it in a pretty definitive way, but that still leaves open for interpretation. By the time we get to Terminator Salvation, you know, it's very obvious that uh, 
John Connor, played by Christian Bale, knows about the Kyle Reese scenario because he is, in a very cool way, still listening to the cassettes that his mom starts recording for him in the 80s when she's first on the run and when he's not born yet. She records all these tapes telling him stuff about the future, but not too much, and giving him moral guidance, giving him you know, spiritual and emotional support, but he's always looking for clues in there. And so Salvation is very open about the fact that they know about the time loop and, and, the, and the critical role that Kyle Reese plays in it. So I was dead wrong on that one. When it comes to Salvation, I wish I had been dead wrong about the quality of the movie, but alas, it is... Extremely disappointing after the first third. You don't buy anyone as anyone. Christian Bale as John Connor. Anton uh, Yelchin, or whatever his name is, as Kyle Reese. It's all absurd. And so I said during my time travel discussion in Bizzlecast 8, for the sake of argument, let's assume that John didn't know about what I'll call the Kyle Reese effect. Probably should have used this term earlier, but better late than never. The Kyle Reese creating John Connor in an infinite loop effect. And the conclusion is that he must have known because there's no other way for the time loop to work. But I did leave out the obvious third solution, which I think is the case. And we'll look at Terminator 1, which is that... If we assume time loops are not just loops, but are loops within a greater continuum, then it is possible, without fully embracing the infinite universe, or or even multiple universe theory, that there could be a first time through the time loop. And so, it could be both the case that A, the first time through the time loop, John and Kyle didn't know what was going to happen, but B, that future time loops inevitably resulted in John consciously sending Kyle back for the dual reason of not just saving and protecting his mom, but impregnating her so that he could exist. So that John Connor himself could exist. Pretty selfish, but the measurables seem to add up to that being a good idea. Terminator Salvation just takes it to absurd lines that make no sense. But Terminator 1 is really the most subtle, but the most tricky at the same time, because we do learn, and there's so many classic shots and lines in the first Terminator, but we learn in that classic shot from the future that John gave Kyle a photo of his mom, and through the photo, as well as, I assume, through his love, uh, love of and loyalty to John Connor, And whatever it is that Kyle sees in that photo falls in love with Sarah Connor. And as he says, he crosses time to be with her. And he's loved her and always loved her. And, you know, this can be super creepy. But she accepts it at this point. People in highly emotional, traumatic situations, things happen. And she's able to idealize him going forward because he wasn't alive very long. I mean, he certainly wasn't in her life more than a few hours, but they really connected. And so I think the time loop theories uh, can be merged in the sense of one time through not knowing, and then, uh, of course, John will always know, and then it will always be a time loop where he sends Kyle Reese back on purpose 
But the, the picture that makes Kyle fall in love makes it pretty clear that John had an intuition for this from the very first time loop, which would support, in a weird way, that he has always known, in addition to always knowing, but that the always knowing the first time through was a bit of a crapshoot. John gave Kyle a picture and talked to him about her specifically. So, you know, we'll never really know. It's kind of a cool idea that John would figure it out before the time loop made it inevitable that he would know. But just to screw with you as we close out this uh, mini-cast, maybe giving the picture of his mom to Kyle Reese so he falls in love with her, volunteers to go back and save her, impregnates her, becomes John's dad. Maybe the picture is the trick every time through. And so it's not just the first time through that John kind of sniffs uh, the intertwining of fates of all this time loop stuff, and maybe the picture's always the trigger. As far as we know, very few handful of people even understand or claim any knowledge about these time loop conundrums, but John seems like a primary candidate, obviously. And so I wonder if he keeps the loop a secret as part of him hiding information from Kyle Reese and manipulating him in other ways to go back, thereby resulting in Kyle Reese thinking that each time he goes back is the first and only time. Although, clearly that may not be true. Just to close out here, Bizzlecast 8, I said that in future timelines after the first, John would have to not tell Kyle why he's sending him back, but it's possible that the picture just gets the job done. Kyle is very loyal, he's very strategically smart, but John Connor's John Connor, and John Connor wants something from someone, he's gonna get it. And so Kyle, you never stood a chance of determining your own destiny, but I think you're okay with that.